Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Peace Off with Will and Taco, brought to you by FantasySkiRacer.com, Shred Optics, and SlyTech Protection. All right, we're very fortunate to finally have locked down a person we've wanted to have on the show for a very long time. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you David Chinunsky. David, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. It's really good to be on your show here. Um, yeah, I was, I've been waiting for a while, too. Um, love the show, and it's good to be on. So... You have had an epic season, buddy. Uh, starting off with a bang with that fourth place in uh, in Val d'Isere, um, and then it's kind of just kept rolling for you. Um, can you talk a little bit about your preparation uh, going into this season and, and any differences between years past? Um, yeah, I don't. I, I I wouldn't say there's too much different that happened this year. Um, than last year i mean we've i think we had really good snow um wherever we went um so i had really you know we had really quality training um and then i actually did not go to chile this year um and opted to stay home and get um you know put some more time in the gym and get really strong and i think i really think that paid off for me um we're working on a little more strength endurance yeah. Um, in the gym, so I think that was a that was a big plus that I hadn't done in the past. Um, worked that into the program, so that was that was really good for me. I feel like I can. I was always strong, but um, now I can, you know, be strong until the end of the course um, and all the way through a race, which is very helpful. Um, you talk about skipping Chile, and. Um, you know, I, I know that, that that's kind of a, still a time where the boots, for you guys in the past, that's a kind of a time where you guys typically get your boots kind of dialed and uh, some other co- equipment components, um, and of course New Zealand as well. But, I mean, do, the, uh, to me that kind of sounds like a little bit of a risk, skipping out on Chile to, I mean, were you feeling pretty confident about confident about where your equipment was? I mean, going into the season, did not that not worry you or cross your mind? Yeah, obviously, if you're, you know, if you need to set some stuff up and um, you're still testing equipment, obviously going to Chile is uh, crucial. But um, yeah, like you said, I felt like I was really dialed in. Um, you know, I wasn't testing anything really anymore. Um, I had my, you know, new new boots were all set up, so I felt really confident and comfortable, and um, I, I felt like that was the right move for me this year. You know, other years it might not be the case and it would be more beneficial for me to get back on snow. But, um, yeah, it, it worked out for me and, um, we were back on snow pretty quick. Um, we went, we went over to Solden to prepare for Levy. Um, but that obviously didn't happen, but, um, had a great camp there anyway. So did you change it? Did you change anything for your, with your equipment this year or has it been pretty consistent? I mean, you've been with Nordica for so long. It seems like you've really started to dial in your boot setup, stuff like that. So has the equipment kind of stayed the same the last, I would say 18 months? Um, pretty much. Yeah. It's all been, it's all been pretty much the same. Um, you know, I was playing around with different bindings. Mark has it had that new binding come out. Um, so I was kind of hopping back and forth between that, um, and figured out, uh, I, I like the new binding in slalom, which most people don't actually, but, um, I felt really comfortable with it. So I rolled with it what? and, uh, I have the old binding for GS, but, 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what what are you feeling with the difference with those bindings? Um, I would say, you know, maybe it, it, the new binding kind of has it's aggressive, but it's not um, aggressive in a bad way for me. I feel like it's more powerful for me, and I'm a smaller guy, so you know, kind of getting more power um, out of the turn is good for me. Whereas, you know, maybe maybe Felix or Fritz Dopfer, those guys are a little more, uh, they're big guys and um, they ski with a little more finesse or need a little more finesse. Um, so it's probably not suited for their style. So it's more of a rigid binding, like it's more responsive to what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, copy that. And do you so and and now with with when le, missing Levy this year, not having not having Levy, do you feel like you made up time that you missed in Chile over that period? Then, um, I mean, yeah, you could put it that way. I guess I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I missed anything in Chile. Um, yeah. I felt like it. I, I just I had plenty of skiing in New Zealand, um, and I, there was no catch up needed for me. So. Um, it was just kind of a bonus, like really great camp that we had in October. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, it's interesting. Like me and you have, we, we talked about missing Chile. I remember this summer and, and right. you saying that, and then it, it's awesome training, but training at that elevation, <clears throat> you can lose body weight. Um, yeah. Big time. And you and can you're lose not strength. eating well over there either. Yeah. So, so For sure. And, and this year the schedule was pretty tight as well. Yeah. Um, so you're going from New Zealand, you get, you know, you have a week, almost two, and then straight to Chile, and then you get back and you're basically starting to prepare for Levy. So um, it's pretty stacked in there. So I, like I said, for me, it worked this year. Um, obviously, other people, uh, works great to go to Chile, and for me, uh, in other years as well. But um, I, I felt like that was the right move for me. And so let's let's lead into Val and and you just pop that fourth place career best result right off the bat. Um, for, for me, I mean, it was so fun watching you ski that dynamically uh, right out of the gate. And and did, did that help kind of take some pressure off for you to ski kind of freer the rest of the season, knowing that you stack so many World Cup points off right there that, you know, you really, you know, making the ski team and requalifying and having the funding, you know, you have to be top 25 in the world. And you kind of put that behind you at the first race. Um, does that help? And did that help you the rest of the season kind of ski freer? Yeah, I think for sure. Um, I was, I was, it's funny. I feel pretty free in the beginning of the season just cause I don't know. There's no, you know, big expectations. You don't know exactly where you are. So you just kind of go out there and ski and see what happens. And, um, but with that result, I mean, that definitely, it relaxed me big time for sure. It, it, it you know, there's a, it's always in the back of your mind, like, oh, I need results. I need, I need to get some more points. I need um, this. And it gets more stressful for sure as the season goes on and if you, you know, haven't scored anything. So, um, like, right off the bat, that was really, really awesome, really cool. And then um, I, my favorite thing is, is I'm like, Dave, dude, awesome job. Uh, how you do it? And you're like, well, I'm in the car driving eight hours to go ski Madonna <laughs> to yeah. prepare. So you didn't really get any time to like just bask in the glory of that result. You're waiting. You're going to the next one, and then no, the- straight to the next one. Yeah, <laughs> but that's how it, I don't. I don't know. That's how it goes. And um, 
I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was cool. But um, that probably helped me out too, you know, because um, Madonna had a really good race as well. Exactly. Uh, and I felt like I skied really well. Uh, just a little bit, some mis- just a big, a bit of a mistake coming onto the flat that um, I think killed me. But um, still a great result, and and you know I just kept it rolling from Valdezere. And then you have a yeah, and then you have you know slalom month of January. Uh, you just got done, yeah the big month, and it was it was so interesting seeing you you know putting in amazing first runs back to back to back, putting yourself in, you know, podium, podium positions in, in the big races. Um, do you think doing that so often has really allowed you to kind of grasp those second runs so that you're more prepared to, and, and almost, I don't know, less nervous or, or more, more ready to go, um, and, and pop that podium result, um, pretty soon here. Yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah, January was like you said. I've had I had really good first runs pretty much every single race. Um, you know, top ten in all of them, I think, which was really cool. But uh, then the second runs, there was something always something happened, you know. So yeah. Um, but it's been I feel like it's been progressing, and that's good. Um, like Ad- Adelboden, um, there was it was a little foggy, and I was a little. T- tight that second run so um yeah i came down i think i was 20th moved back to 20th vengen that was oh man i feel like i got really unlucky there i felt like i skied well but um this squall just moved in and totally took away visibility and it was so hard on a hill like that um if you can't see you gotta push you know it was so flat that you had to you had to push every single turn and generate speed every single turn what was it like just, what was it i just missed the groove a couple times and that i mean that's enough to i think it, i lost a second and moved back to 20th so yeah yeah what yeah. what was it like uh skiing the that you know the bottom part of the downhill we've always warmed up kind of there what right. what was it like racing it and and compared it to the to the other slalom hill the classic vangen slalom hill uh i mean I'd say I prefer the classic. It's um, really cool. It was it was different. It was really flat, um, and it was so open. It was uh, it was something we hadn't seen in a really long time. It was like twelve meters plus yeah, right. some gates, and I mean that you you never see that anymore. Hmm. Um, so, but I think it was really cool because it was different. Um, you know. It, Mixed things up. Um, it gave guys in the back a shot, a real shot to get in the mix, you know. And it was a tight race, so it was exciting. It wasn't like somebody's leading by a second and a half. Um, so I thought it was really cool racing on that, just something different. Um, even though it wasn't, you know, exactly my forte, but I felt like I still skied well, and it was it was ended up being a pretty fun race. I disagree. I think I think that is in your wheelhouse. I think. <laughs> You, Thanks, man. Yeah, you, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen you in like you know the city events and um, you know in some of those dual other dual events where I mean you can sprint. You're a sprinter. You can plow through plastic pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, and, and I hear uh, other other folks on the scene kind of re- reference you as a as a pitch skier and. I disagree. I think. I mean, I think you can generate that speed. 
Yeah, I mean, it's there. It's just, yeah, I guess looking at it statistically, I do better. Um, or in the past, I have done better in, on steeper hills, but um, I, I feel like I'm skiing well enough now to ski well on, you know, every terrain, which is, yeah, which is pretty cool. How has it been to having Timmy get 12, Michael scoring points multiple times? Is it, is it fun having a group of guys, you know, new, new couple scores and, and how's the like vibe with the Psalm team right now? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I was, I was so psyched for Timmy. He's, he was kind of struggling in the, in the beginning of the year. Um, kind of dialing in equipment i think and he finally he told me right before vengan he finally like like literally the day before he made some turns and he's like oh this is it like i feel comfortable again and then i mean there you go he hammered it in there um had a great result um made second round again the very next week um so it's really great to see him like he can you know ski fast and be in there Michael's been skiing a lot more consistent. Um, these Europa Cup guys, too, um, haven't scored yet, but Mark is really close. Yeah. Um, I think he's skiing really well. He's pretty solid right now. Um, Robbie's skiing fast. He just needs to, I think, just calm down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Just, just, you know, ski within himself a little more, and I think he should, you know, he shouldn't have a problem making it into the second run at some point. Um, I want to talk about uh, second run at Schladming. It seemed like that bench right before the final pitch was uh, a pretty common split where guys were losing a lot of time right there, um, you kind of included. Um, and right. Really, you, mean, you mean kind of uh, across the flats? Yeah, that hairpin. Before the pitch. Yeah. There was a delay and then well, hairpin. Yeah. Right. What what was going on there with the surface? I mean, we couldn't really see it on television, but it it was pretty obvious that something was getting lost there. Yeah, for sure. It was um, coming onto that flat. There was that big delay, and like yeah, like you said, you couldn't see it on TV, but it was get it was really choppy, and the snow was breaking down there, and it was almost impossible to ski clean through that section. Um, the way Hersher did, like generating onto those flats, and I mean, it, like he pushed and generated a lot, and then basically everybody scrubbed a little bit, and there go you know six tenths, seven tenths, pretty yeah, easily. I mean, him getting a second run start position obviously helped helped that cause quite a bit. But was the surface in general? It seemed pretty thin, like it was maybe like two inches of really firm stuff, and then some some pretty granular. Um, corn below it. Is that safe to say, or what was going on with the surface in general? Um, well, it really warmed up. Um, there was a cold spell through like Vengen and Kitzbühel, and then it just got warm. And and the snow, it was just like corny. Like I wouldn't say there was like a crust or a surface. I mean, it was just kind of consistent all the way through. And um, they, I mean, they watered it and threw chemicals and all sorts of stuff. But I think the top just started breaking down and um going up and inspecting second run you're looking at these holes you're like oh my god some guys like you know like getting lost in these holes running in the back of the first run it was it it broke apart a lot up top yeah it's interesting uh you know sitting back and watching all these races 
and seeing it's the, tough for Will to do that, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but 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 checking out and seeing what Kristofferson's done in slalom this year is pretty pretty amazing. And I guess as as a fan of the sport, you you look at Ted and GS a couple years ago, Hersher and GS, and now Kristofferson and slalom. What is he doing that's separating himself from the pack a little bit here? And and what is it that you can do to you know kind of catch him? I guess. Yeah, Chris Christopherson's skiing really well. He's, I think it's just, um, he's got a super short arc and he's so consistent with it. Um, and he can do it every single turn and, and, you know, just hit the fall line and go and do it every time. And it's, I mean, yeah, I think his consistency to be able to do that, you know, like every turn without a mistake is, I think that's what's pushing him, um, you know, giving him so much of a lead. What, uh, have you trained with him in the last couple of months? Because I know back when we would train with the Norwegians, he actually didn't train that fast. Um, he just raced pretty consistently well. Has he, has his speed in training, um, come more? And and so then it's consistent everywhere. I, I don't know that. Um, we haven't trained with them at all. We've trained with the Germans and Swedes a couple times. Um, but not ever with him. So, uh, but you're right. He's always been a racehorse. You know, he, he gets his consistency in training and then he just fires at one end every race day and, um, yeah, works out for him pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What, what, uh, you're, you're flying, you're flying tomorrow, right? To, uh, to Japan tomorrow. Yep. I just had a little week off, um, came back after Garmish um was at home here in park city for a week got a little powder skiing in nice um a couple days of training um so yeah it's been nice and relaxing and um, a little bit of work in the gym um kind of kind of gear up and make sure i'm ready for the rest of the season um but yeah we're out again tomorrow flying over to japan and start off february How's the how how much bigger has your puppy gotten since you've been over in Europe? Has, is it? Is oh it... my God, she's so big. <laughs> she's, no, she's actually pretty small, but still, yeah, I missed a lot of time. I missed like two months. I haven't seen her, um, so I I miss my puppy a lot. But she's doing she's doing great. She's really excited to see me, and um, yeah, we went sledding the other day, and I had a great time. Aww. what a. <laughs> What? And and obviously my fiance, yeah. I was really happy to see her as well. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh-huh. uh huh. <laughs> saved it. How, how <laughs> saved it? How how's the wedding planning going? Are you helping at all over in Europe? Not really. I'm <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> but I think, as TJ once said, um, weddings pretty much plan themselves. So <laughs> that seems like a reliable source. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy I'd be listening to for sure. <laughs> no, but it's yeah, I've, we've you know we're thinking about it and um, yeah, it'll it'll get busy. I think once ski season's over, yeah. but I think we still have a little time. What's uh what who who's the crew going over to Japan with you? Um, myself, uh, uh Timmy, Michael, um, Mark, and Robbie, I believe, is going. Okay. I, I heard I heard Robbie was uh contemplating. 
He was contemplating, but I think he confirmed yesterday. Oh, cool. Good for him. Yeah. That's good. Good. Yeah. I think he should. What, uh, what, do you have any clue what the Slalom Hills can be like? Have you talked to Naoki and, and has he given you <clears throat> no, some tips? No, I haven't. Tips? I've, I've, I have no idea what we're going into. Um, I mean, I've talked to a couple people and I've heard it's, you know, kind of moderate, um, pretty normal ish kind of hill. I'm not, yeah, but I've, I've never been over there. Uh, I'm super excited. It's just a new stop. Um, it kind of gets, you know, you kind of get into the same cycles all the time, and this is really cool to mix it up and go somewhere completely new and different. Um, and it's, and it's, yeah, and everybody's got to travel there, you know, so it kind of evens that playing field out as well. What? So you guys are doing a quick trip too. You race this weekend, and you're in the you're in the states. How how do you? I guess my question is: Do you feel like the U.S. has an advantage with jet lag because we have to uh, deal with it so often? Um, it's it's hard to say if we do, but uh, I feel like we are used to it more. You know, we we know how to travel, and you know how to what the best way to adjust our bodies is. So. Um, I think in that that respect, um, we may have an advantage, and um, yeah, we do we do it a lot. So um, will be a quick trip, but um, it's kind of kind of the same trip we do out to Levy. Um, you kind of bounce out there, uh, like you know, five days before, get a couple days of training, and then race. What, what are some of the techniques? What are some things that you do that uh, help you deal with the travel and the tiredness and the fatigue? I should say. Um, basically, I try to sleep on the plane as much as possible. That always helps, um, but that's usually pretty hard for me. Um, some guys can pass out on a plane, but I'm so uncomfortable um, that I don't get to very don't get to sleep too much. But um, and then basically, once you're over there, you want to stay awake throughout the day, um, kind of shut shy away from taking naps as as hard as that is, and have, however tired you are. But um, helps if you kind of stay active, um, you know, play a game or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, the second, I mean, the second night, third night are the worst. You probably don't sleep too much there, and then, but hopefully you get adjusted by like the third day. Mm-hmm. So how much, how many days on snow will you guys get, uh, in, or I guess training sessions before this, uh, before this event? Um, I think two, probably two, two days on snow and then race GS and then race slalom. Are you, uh, and then at, where, where do you come straight back to the States after Japan? And, and... no, I go, I'm going to go straight over to Europe. Okay. Um, Hinterstoder is next. Um, it has two GSs over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude! Um, they're doing they're doing the Adelboden makeup there, so um, I'm gonna go over and do that. Um, actually, there's stock the Stockholm race is, I think that next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a really good race in Japan, um, I I could qualify for that. So. <laughs> Maybe I'll be headed over there. <laughs> so, so. so Japan, Stockholm, Hinterstoder. Right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's, Man, well, at least it's on, it's on the way. You're gonna have some frequent fire miles for your honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> hey, Dave. A lot I, of uh, traveling. Qu- uh, question about like um, you going to Japan, someplace you've never been. Like how how vital you know you're gonna get two days on snow, maybe like two slalom sessions or GS session, whatever. But how much like free skiing, like getting in touch with the snow and what it's doing over there. How much how 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 vital and how much volume are you doing of that to to get yourself ready? It's definitely important to feel out the snow. I mean, it different snow. It, you know, the, your ski reacts a little differently to it. Um, if it's whether it's faster or slower as well. Um, but I can usually kind of figure that out in in about two days. If I get two days on that type of snow, on the same type of snow, um, I'm pretty comfortable with it and ready to go. Nice, nice. Well, dude. Yeah. I uh, I can't I can't thank you enough for joining us, man. Thanks for taking the time. I know it's uh, oh, thank you. It's great to be on. And uh, and keep 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 this momentum going, dude. I, I, get into that top fifteen. Get get that seed going. Grab that podium. I'm rooting for you. Everyone's rooting yeah. for you. Will, Will's uh, particularly vested. I think there's a vicarious interest there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm gonna go Japan. It's gonna be my first uh, bib draw. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, oh, hell dude. yeah. It, and I guess the, uh, I guess the the final question I have is is you're ripping this season and you don't have me as a roommate. So I guess those movie nights before the races just weren't actually working like we thought they were. <laughs> Oh no, they st- they still happen. Oh okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so you're watching just... rom coms by yourself now? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I don't have I don't have Willie. I you know start laughing and look over and no Will. And <laughs> do you do you do you hold on to the other pillow maybe a little bit? <laughs> yeah, just a reminder. <laughs> well, let it, let it rip, buddy. Uh, All right, thanks ha- thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks again for tuning into another episode of Peace Off with Will and Taco, brought to you by FantasySkiRacer.com, Shred, Optics, and Slytech Protection. Please tune in next week with another very, very special guest. Have a great racing weekend, everyone.